Hello and welcome back to Tell's podcast. We are coming from you. Coming to you from. Coming to you from Andrew's childhood bedroom. That's right. You should feel very honored. There are very few females that have made it this far <laughs> because <laughs> my mom was very old school and she didn't let girls upstairs. As it should be. Yeah. I am I am new school and there will be no girls or boys that is not, going upstairs. That's not new school. What is that? That's old school. So you you should just let your kids have boys over? Girls mm-hmm. upstairs, boys upstairs? Mm-hmm. Did it really, you know, make a difference, do you think? It made life? a difference in a lot of people's lives. How <laughs> do you figure? There were lots of girls getting pregnant. Yeah, I'm saying, do you think girls weren't getting pregnant because they weren't allowed upstairs? The thing is, you're just trying to reduce... The the probability of this occurring. You know your kids are going to have sex. You just don't want them to be having sex in your house (laughs) and falling pregnant. You just don't want to take responsibility for it. But it's probably going to happen no matter what. Yeah, but if you did it in your car, then it's not really my responsibility. But if it's in my house, Mm -hmm. now I feel a little bit responsible for it, no? You just don't want that hanging over your head as a mother? No. As a grandmother? (laughs) (coughs) A young grandmother. So do you feel um, honored to be up here? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should feel honored. I think you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a nice room, isn't it? These red walls are beauties. <laughs> it's beautiful up here. I mm. always liked red. You did? Is that why you got your when room a kid, painted? I always wanted to have a, a red Ferrari. Ah. And now, do you still want a red I d- Ferrari? I still don't have a red Ferrari. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind a red Ferrari. You're you moving in the right direction. You have a girl here now, so <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, I think, I think you're moving in the my right d- direction. My dreams are coming true. Yeah? slowly, one by one. <laughs> so there could be a red Ferrari in my future. What did you tell girls? Were you ever invited upstairs to somebody's to a girl's bedroom? Mm, well, when I was like. In high school, I pretty much just had one girlfriend, like, for the vast majority of high school. And I wasn't allowed up in her room either. No. (laughs) (laughs) So there wasn't a whole lot of room visitation happening in that relationship. Where did you hang out? Um, Where did we hang out? Mm -hmm. Downstairs. On the couch? In the basement. Yeah. I mean, there's... Here in Michigan, we actually have basements. We don't have basements in Las Vegas. Um, so yeah, I guess either in the basement or if we were at, if we were at her place, I guess just whatever, like the living room thing was. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Uh, Yeah. But it was kind of the same for me in South Africa. There was no visiting bedrooms. No. Yeah. But obviously, I mean, do we want to talk about when you lost your virginity on this show? We're not ready for that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was old too. Well, if yeah, you I mean want to talk about it, it didn't lead to abstinence. Just this this non uh, bedroom visitation thing is my whole point. It might not lead to abstinence, but we already talked about this. <laughs> <Okay>. It's <laughs> reducing the probability of people getting pregnant under your watch. Yes, you're right. Because before today, it's not it's not the same. Like I think people want to take responsibility for their kids alone. Mm-hmm. 
but growing up it was always very much like a village thing right so if somebody else's mom saw you doing something wrong she would scold you for it mm-hmm. without taking into account that you're not her actual child it was like i'm an adult you're a kid and you shouldn't be doing that but now i think i'm not sure 100 percent, but i don't know i feel like people just go oh not my child i don't know how you discipline your child so i'm not gonna get involved Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know how that works today we just don't go over to those strict people's houses i don't think (laughs) go to the kids house where they have cool parents that let you go upstairs (laughs) yeah or you can get away with drinking in their house yeah but also that you know, it is the responsibility because if you let kids drink at your house and mm-hmm. something happens. Yeah, you could get in legal trouble. Did you have uh, friends where you went to their house and it was more anything goes at their house? Mm, or no? Not really. No. Like we had some freedoms, but we definitely weren't drinking. You know, yeah. well, it was I mean, like, like so policed, but. Not even if it was like approved but just because it was a little bit like more less supervision happening but what are you talking about anything goes like i don't know you probably you didn't start drinking probably as early as as you did as midwestern (laughs) folk start (laughs) no everything was late it must have been like 10th grade when i had my first sip of alcohol pretty early is it Mm mm-hmm 10th grade is like two years left of school. That's late. I was like 16. I guess so. I mean, what's the drinking age in South Africa? 18. Yeah. So I guess that's different. Oh, yeah. 16 and you had five more years to drink. Technically, Or five more years to drink legally. So, yeah. 10th grade. And then I didn't drink until after school, really. So... Mm -hmm. Just looking at how this video thing looks. If you're listening on... uh, What's it called? iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or on the web somewhere. We have video, as mentioned in the previous podcast. They're the second time in a row, the second time ever we have video. And uh, my curious, I just noticed my curious George is also in the shot. Uh, that's my old, old, my old buddy, curious <laughs> George. For some reason, I took all his clothes off. <laughs> he used to have clothes. <laughs> I don't know what happened to them. <laughs> You stripped Curious George. <laughs> yeah, man. This is like... Uh, you know. It was a free free room. <laughs> like, <laughs> you yeah. just let it all hang yeah, out you in here. comfortable here. <laughs> Make yourself at home, George. <laughs> Take off all your clothes. Yeah, no need to be curious anymore. <laughs> I don't know if his clothes made him curious <laughs> or not. Right. I don't know. He was probably curious about other things. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it's just like people raise their kids differently what would you do like if you saw your friend's child doing something what would you do would you say probably something or say something yeah but it would you say something to the parent or would you say probably something to the kid what would you say well what do we th- what is it i don't know like, like give me an example what do you think is shouldn't be done well like if they're drinking or what yeah i mean i, th- I feel like my kids should uh I feel like we should have a beer and not have it be this like forbidden fruit kind of a thing because mm. I think that leads kids to want to try it. Uh, so I think we should like, you know, be like, okay, this is what it is. Um, you know, don't overdo it. 
have like a sort of realistic chat with it about it. Um, but I think if it was someone else's kid, then I don't think I, I would be, you know, I don't think I would be the one to be able to give them permission to, to be able to try it. And I should be able to, I should probably uh, be responsible for them to keep, you know, to not be getting into trouble or things that they're not supposed to be doing if their parents aren't into it. What would you say though? To the kid? Yeah. Like, can't do that here, buddy. <laughs> Go home. If you're going to do that, ask your parents. Go home. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think it's kind of good to stay out of people's business, but then like if you see somebody going in harm's way, then I think you have to say something, no? Probably. I don't know. Parents out there, let us know. What would you do if somebody mm. else's kid was misbehaving? Uh, yeah. I mean. How far off do we, how much time do we have to figure these things out? What do you mean? Before we have our kids to discipline. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think you've, no, you just mm. do it when you have a child. I'm ready. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> Are you ready? No. Oh, okay. I'll just keep waiting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for waiting. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of life events, we were at a wedding. We were. That's why we were in Michigan. We drove to Port Clinton, right? Sounds Port Clinton, right. Ohio, and... Congratulations, James and Nina, on your union. Mm -hmm. Beautiful wedding at the Catawba Island Club. Mm -hmm. Is that what it was? Yep. That's what it was. That island life. Mm -hmm. No yep. money. They, it rained on their wedding day. I think that's a good wasn't sign. That, wasn't that ironic? Why? But do you know that Alanis Morissette song? <laughs> <laughs> it's like rain. Yep, that's the one. Should I ask the band to play that one? That's right. That would have been a good choice. Would have made a lot of sense. But uh, nice wedding anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were a groomsman. Mm -hmm. How was that? Did you love it? I, I felt very honored and important mm. to be there standing up while the actual union was made. Um, but aside from that, you don't really do anything. You just kind of stand there. You walk down the aisle. I don't have to give a speech or anything. Would you have been nervous if you had to give a speech? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I would have been nervous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Brad, Brad G, he was uh, pretty nervous when he gave his speech. But he did I great. told him that um, I think people really dig the sincerity of it, even like saying that he was nervous. I think people really like related to that and mm -hmm. saw that he was like, he, that he took it seriously, that, you know, it, it was like important to him, that it wasn't just like flippant about it. Uh, so yeah, so I think it's fine to be nervous and even like being vulnerable or whatever. Like, I think that's nice, sweet. So yeah, I'm sure I would be nervous too. Public speaking, not really my thing. You speak a lot this for public easy. speaking not being your thing. There's nobody here other than a camera and you. So it's the people watching you, mm -hmm. eyes on you. Mm -hmm. But you have people watching you all the time. Like, so it's just because it's post-production. Yeah. And you're not there physically, feeling all the sensations of being That's in right. front yeah, of people. Like if I stumble here, I know you'll edit it out. If it's like me sitting here thinking for like three minutes about what I want to say. Cut <laughs> 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 those three minutes out of this show. But uh, yeah, when you're in the moment and you just start stumbling over your words and it becomes a train wreck, then you just have to live with that forever. Mm. People see that you're weak. 
people will, are not that interested. Your skin in, starts changing colors. Mm, yeah, that's a problem with being your color. Yeah. Skin goes. You don't blush, do you? Not really. That's not fair. Uh, not really. Probably you might be a little bit, but not definitely not as drastic as a, a pale man of my paleness. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think I remember when I used to do give speeches. I was always very, very nervous in school. But in Afrikaans, we had to give a speech like every single week for multiple terms. Mm -hmm. And after that, I was just like, nobody really cares because everybody's worried about their own nervousness. Um, and I think, like you said, like being able to relate to somebody because everybody knows that feeling mm -hmm. of just anxiously, even if you are the best speaker. I think when you first step up on stage, looking at all those people. I don't know. I don't think so. I think the best speakers like are c excited and can't wait to get up there. But it's exactly the same thing, right? It's just, it's the same feeling. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Excitement and fear, fear is the same feeling. I don't You're, think so. It's just the thoughts that accompany is that, that emotion. Yes. Or is this a theory of yours? Baby. <laughs> I know you like to have <laughs> theories and vocalize them, <laughs> but uh, you should have some theories. You have yeah, some theories theory is, of your own. My theory is that public speaking is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once it goes, once it like starts going well, and you you get that first laugh, then it's like becomes so much easier. Yeah, because you've broken the ice. Kind of, yeah, exactly. You've made that connection with the audience, and you can just flow a little bit more. But uh, if you don't get a laugh very early on. Not everything's a laughing matter then, though. So it means that you just have to like... Right. Yeah, if you're giving a speech about something serious, just kill me. Oh, I <laughs> okay. I anyway. can't handle it. I, I would like to be able to get over that fear, though. As far as, the w as far as this wedding goes, did you enjoy it? Two thumbs up. Yeah. Two thumbs up to the wedding, yeah. Did you think I looked handsome? You looked very dashing. Really? Mm-hmm. You always look nice when you wear a suit, though. Yeah. yeah. Should I always wear a suit? Yeah, you should. Really? I've been telling you that. You should wear a suit to go to work. Every day? Try it for three months. Change <laughs> your life. It's <laughs> a long trial, isn't it? It takes a while to change Thought habits. I say three days. <laughs> three days. Anybody can do anything for three days. Wouldn't I need multiple many suits if I was going to wear sure. a suit every day? Sure. Multiple Kay. shirts. You're going to get me those suits? You can just buy them. The funniest thing happened, speaking of suits. It was just thinking about that. Shout out to Flo. So we used this uh, uh, service. The the groom requested or demanded that we use this service called, I don't even know if we should mention them, but it's like a, it's, it's called the Black Tux and it's like this uh, suit rental thing. So everyone has the exact same suit accessories like tie and suspenders and whatever. Um, so... Uh, one of the one of my fellow groomsmen, his name is Flo or Florian. Um, he his suit, which he didn't notice because I think he tried it on, but I'm not sure. But anyway, like in his at the arm, like just underneath the shoulder, had this like little tear in it, and he didn't notice it until the day of the wedding. He's like, "That's super annoying, but whatever." <laughs> um, you know, it, it wouldn't it didn't really stand out, um, but it was a significant all the way through the sleeve tear. That's how it got there. Yeah. Okay. He didn't do it. Um, no, of course not. So anyway, 
the wedding happens we're at the reception dancing is happening energy is high and flow is out there on the dance floor i think they did the thing where like people get in a circle and someone gets in the middle and does mm. a dance or whatever and i think flow was in the middle of that doing his <laughs> his performance or whatever and like I, I don't know if he was like twerking or like crouched down or something <laughs> but like huge rip right down the back of his pants like a foot long rip like you can you can basically see you know, he's wearing white boxers white <laughs> underwear whatever and it's like glaring where were we we missed that uh we it was missed funny because like, i knew flo did something and he's hip, he's a pretty funny guy he's got like awesome personality and i knew he did something because there was like literally like 20 people like cracking up laughing uh like basically not, couldn't tell if it was like at flo or with him or whatever i knew he did something but uh like dying laughing i was like oh man i definitely missed something that flo did over there <laughs> uh so yeah i don't know we were just like maybe 20 feet away but i could see everyone just like cracking up at uh at this and it's so funny because like he had the sleeve malfunction and now his pants suit is like <laughs> ripped to shreds and for some reason he was the chosen one who his like entire suit was in shambles and fell apart and there was something about that in that groomsman guide about what if your pants rip or something oh really and then I just looked at that and rolled my eyes. I was like, nobody's <laughs> pants ever rips at a wedding. They said, like, either tie your suit jacket around your waist or just go with it. Yeah, he definitely has, like, the personality to just go with it and be like, ah, you know, this is life, you know, like, F my life, whatever. Right. Kind of a Kind of a personality. So I don't think anyone felt, like, bad for him because it was just hilarious. And I think he took it really well. But, uh man that's some run bad right there to have it show up ripped and then just rip to shreds later on the rest of it uh, all that twerking all that twerking mm -hmm. okay um did you enjoy the wedding had a blast uh had slight actually i had a medium headache this morning from various beverages mm. um tried the pedialyte thing for the first time ever and how'd that did go you know for that you it's a thing i have heard about it it's a hangover cure pedialyte yeah. Mm, I don't know if we did it properly because... I didn't do it. Yeah. Well, you thought it was gross. Yeah. It tastes, tastes terrible. And I don't know. You drink water, have a coffee in the morning, and then you usually find... Advil at night. You had, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't take the Advil at night. I should have done that. I don't know why you don't ever do that. Because you, you like already know what's hap going to happen. Isn't it really bad for your stomach to have that with a bunch of alcohol? Is it? I think so. Oh. Now you tell me. <laughs> or your liver or something. One of those. I don't know. We'll have to look it up. We'll have to just not drink. Yeah. Well, maybe. And how did your Pedialyte have go? Uh, yeah. I think I should have like pounded a lot of it before bed or a lot of it when I woke up. I sort of like sipped it. You know, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it didn't work. Clearly. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm fine now. I'm just tired. So, I mean, I've definitely had hangovers following weddings that last a lot longer. And I drove us back two hours after the wedding, back to here, back to the folks' house. So yeah, it wasn't. It could have been worse. It wasn't like a crazy wedding. Mm -hmm. You know, it was very. Pretty reserved. Yeah. Good I mean, times. we danced, we had cocktails, but it wasn't like crazy. Yeah. Well, it ended at 1130 and then there was no after party. So. Yeah, but where would we have gone? We had to leave. We and it's gone so the they could have invited us to the honeymoon suite. That would have been nice. No, I no. don't think so. They've waited to be together all day. 
Well, we drove all the way down there. Okay. <laughs> all right. Shall we go to okay. some listener feedback? It's probably, it's probably for the best. Uh, yes, let's do it. Listener feedback. All right. So we got an email from Joshua. Thank you for your email, Joshua. Joshua says, greetings. First off, I'll start with some very minor feedback, kind of in response to your complaint of lack of feedback from the couch date episode. Okay, hit us. And that's what brought up, remember, the angry black woman thing? Mm-hmm. Only Josh remembered that. Do you know what I mean? Nobody else mentioned oh. the feedback. The feedback part? That's, <laughs> what, that's what brought it up, is that we weren't getting any feedback? Right, you said I was an angry black woman. <laughs> that's, that's where it came from. Okay. Okay. Joshua says, it would be extremely helpful if you had your email address in the show notes. I listen to podcasts on my commute, so I'm not ready to write down email address and while yes it's really simple almost all my other podcasts say their emails or contact info and it gets jumbled so fair point thank you for that josh okay thanks joshua he signed joshua so i always try and like address people the way they want to be addressed Mm -hmm. what do you think about uh name shortenings thanks jay (laughs) (laughs) like if somebody calls you drew i like drew i don't i really don't like andy I don't like either. I like Drew. Feels good. What's up, Drew? Like that. But you're so not a Drew. But anyway. It's just because you're used to calling me Andrew, I think. If you had introduced yourself as Drew, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if we'd be here, honestly. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Really? I think so. I think it's just because what what, it's what you're used to calling me. On to the question. He says... I'm really curious if either of you have thought about the legacy you are leaving behind or the public perception that you are generating by being in the public eye. I've always been a wallflower flying under the radar, but recently I've been stepping out more and taking on lots of leadership roles with my school. It really hit me the other day that I am known and recognized by so many people that I don't know, and I know they have discussions about me with without my presence and I get curious as to what the perception of me is. (laughs) I'm sure for you it may be easier to get some of the feedback with YouTube comments and award ceremonies and public voting, but I'm still curious if you had similar realization once you started with the vlog and now the podcast. Similar similar realization as to... That people might be talking about you and what do they actually think of you? Well, yeah, I mean, you kind of answered that to some degree that there are comments and discussions, at least about me, you know, like on forums. I had a comment. Somebody said I wasn't attractive enough. (laughs) (laughs) You mean for me? They said for for Andrew, for Nimi. I was out of your league, basically. Shame on that person. (laughs) First of all, that person... (laughs) couldn't string together 10 words without misspelling half of them yeah but whatever everyone's entitled to their own opinion i thought it was hilarious um it is hilarious i mean yeah i mean okay but to answer joshua's question about have you thought of the legacy or the perception that you are building or you know as being out in the world Mm -hmm. i thought a lot about what people thought of me and sometimes too much and the most liberating thing is realizing that people don't think about you that much or they shouldn't because 
your life is a full-time job like your whole life is a full-time job so if you're going to spend your energy and time worrying about other people your life gets exponentially harder Mm -hmm. but also i think that it's good especially for me because i can totally relate to joshua saying that he was a wallflower i never like to sort of speak up first or whatever like i'm good talking to somebody one-on-one but i wouldn't like be the first one to raise my hand and be like i will you know Mm -hmm. read out loud in class or say my speech first or whatever the case is um so that's liberating where you actually get over that like fear because then you realize that nothing's actually happening like nothing bad is happening and so and also the kind of perception that you put out in the world as long as you're not harming anybody or spreading hate then good like you know you give people flavor you know they can just try something else and see a different side and a different way of thinking and a different way of being in the world because otherwise like if you just yeah i don't know like watch your not watch yourself but if you don't have people talking and showing you different ways of living then you just think that there's one way or there's one right way mm-hmm. so that's my a to your q joshua <laughs> i love yeah, that i think it's a good answer uh i i definitely agree that like your when you said uh your such you're going to be such a small part like even if people are talking about you you're going to be such like a small uh, passing thought in their day really or their conversations right so like someone might talk about you for five minutes or ten minutes or something in their day in their conversations it's not like they're spending their entire being or their entire day thinking about you right and uh, if they are then they have other problems <laughs> that you yeah, cannot help them with it's a little scary <laughs> if they are thinking about you all day uh so yeah even though like what people like people's feedback and how our like either the blog or this podcast or whatever um, like how it's received is important to us it's also not like such a massive concern on any like any one particular person's level i don't think if that makes sense right because the biggest thing is that if somebody's talking about me or talking about you you are powerless to do anything about that. You know, like if you're presenting yourself as. I can delete their comments and block them. <laughs> we have the power in the end, baby. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess so in that regard. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like if somebody thinks ill of you or mm-hmm. doesn't like you, and not everybody's everybody's cup of tea, and that's okay. You know, like. What do you think he means by uh, the legacy that you're leaving? What your grandkids will think of you. Mm-hmm. Do you wonder what your... Or people, maybe if you don't have any children, mm-hmm. people 50 years from now when they watch your vlog, yeah, if they can cool. even find it, like what would they think yeah, of you? Yeah, I don't you? know if it'll be like remotely relevant or interesting 50 years from now, but uh, if it is in some fashion to somebody, then I think that's pretty cool. Right. So I think it's it would be... I mean, what do you, what would you like your legacy to be? Have you Mm -hmm. ever thought of that? Well, I think it's pretty cool. Um, once we finally get around to having kids, if you ever get on board with this, 
Um, <laughs> I think it'd be awesome for them to have all this stuff, this like huge trove of us interacting when uh, before they were here, because like how much how much would you pay to have this amount of content like from your parents like when they were younger, you know? Right. I think it would be great because you get to understand why they say the things they do or what, you know, led them to make certain decisions. Yeah. Or and then that would like maybe answer a lot of questions that you have about like, why are you the way you are? Yeah. You know? I mean, there's all sort of, you know, genetic testing and stuff like that now. No, not genetic testing. I mean, like, uh, I mean, like, um, like their behaviors. Right. Their, you know, because like the proclivities as much as we want to say like oh yeah like i'm not like my parents or whatever it's like everything comes from our parents right your your kids are gonna be like yep that's the guy who drank pedialyte sipped it <laughs> sipped it that's, right. <laughs> that's my granddad <laughs> old granddad sipping, sipping on pedialyte after a wedding is that what we should do we might have to s strike that from our <laughs> legacy via editing <laughs> um but yeah, it's all it's all pretty cool. Uh, this documenting thing—that's the cool part of doing all this stuff. There's so many different reasons to do something like this, and if it's if the only reason, if like nobody gets any benefit out of it, maybe our kids will get a kick out of it. But don't you also find that, or not find that? Do you think that documenting, putting yourself out in public, makes? Do you think it makes you? better because you have people watching you quote unquote what do you mean makes you better do you think you consider the things that you do or say a little bit more or no mm, before i put it out to the world right well it wouldn't be out in the world if i wasn't putting it out in the world or what do yeah you mean? but you mean like, like my daily interactions right with people uh maybe i don't know i guess it like it helps to sort of like find your voice and understand your voice and how you come off. How you come off to people. To other people, yeah. Because so you, I mean, you can manage your, the way people see you, right? Yeah. Like if you think of politicians or whatever, all those are like carefully crafted like messages and say, you know what I mean? Like speeches and stuff like that so that they come across exactly this way. Is Donald Trump carefully crafted? Yeah, I think so, actually. Well, I think after the fact, he crafts what he said. And think in the moment, he doesn't <laughs> care what the hell he says. No, I think it's all very... And then very he sometimes switches what he says, <laughs> <laughs> what he said. <laughs> anyway. Um, but what about keeping you in something longer than you should be? Because that is the perception that you put out to the world. Do you know what I mean? So say you are like a poker mayor. Player. Oh, yeah. Okay. Poker player. I guess the podcast is on poker and love. So does it keep me in poker longer than I might have since I'm now a voice in poker? Right. Uh, maybe. Only, But only because it extended the interest shelf life of poker for me. I don't know if I'd even be playing poker right now if I didn't start the blog. I mean, that public perception of you influences. I was going to say guides, but I don't think that's the right word. Like influences your decisions. Yeah, it might.
and that's the only thing I think that you have to probably be careful of, right? Because you want to make sure that even if you are out in public, I mean, I don't really consider this like public. I feel like five people know me and that's great. I love that. I needed five more friends in my life. Mm-hmm. You're still listening to your your own voice and not just now doing what people expect you to do and people want you to right. do. Yep. You know, and I think that's the only like downside to that type of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can kind of get caught up in playing the role of this person that people see you as. Right. Yeah. That um, can happen. Yeah. And then, you know, like, and personally, I would, I've always thought I just want to live invisibly, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. I think that's happened to me to some degree because I'm not, like, in love with, like, talking about hand histories. It's probably my least favorite thing about poker. Mm. And uh, even though I understand how beneficial it is and it's sort of like, it's sort of like a, a requirement if you're going to play poker like take it seriously uh, and be a professional that you have to talk about hand histories but it's not like it's definitely not my favorite part about the content you know talking about all these hand histories but i know people love them so much that i feel obligated to continue to deliver these hand histories and like create content about hand histories so i don't know i mean there could come a time when i'm doing something that doesn't involve hand histories anymore yeah uh for now yeah i kind of feel that way so just because we're not trading money, mm-hmm. you're still in a relationship where there's an exchange, right? So people give you attention, which, you know, they give you their time. So in exchange, you actually want to give them something that they want, right? So, because usually, right, sure. that's how it works. You go to a store, like you give them money, you get your product. Yeah. But this is like, it's an energy transfer yeah. and that's i mean it's valid like you wouldn't want to sign up you know sort of sign up for something and then you get something that you didn't ask for mm-hmm. um but i've also witnessed good like people being very receptive to evolution as well of your of your person so the reason i bring it up is like sort of like joshua says in school so i feel like he's probably younger right mm-hmm. so to not think that you have to be stuck in that perception because you built it, you know, when you were younger or whatever, people are allow you to evolve because of how much time they really are paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just just my thought. Okay. Good question, though, Joshua. Thanks, Joshua, for uh, the good question. Yeah. Let's run through some comments and then we'll wrap it up. Comments from the last uh, video cast called a couch date uh elise quoted you saying don't label me because i'll cut you (laughs) boosie is the goat uh let's see rich i was a little afraid to start this based solely on its length then i found it extremely entertaining and amusing especially discussion about angry black women by the end i was wishing it wasn't nearly over oh thanks rich that's cool uh he's an older vet he says i've always been impressed that he sports a military type haircut who, Andrew? Oh, I think back in the day he saw an older photos oh. photo. photo of me. <laughs> I wouldn't mind bringing that haircut back. Robert, Still to this day? Yeah. Yeah. The buzz cut. That's the that's the life. Robert Pankowski, don't be on YouTube's mercy. Uh, post to Vimeo. If YouTube cuts you off, you'll have something to fall back on. Fair advice for any content creators out there. Don't be beholden to any one particular platform. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Including you. You're a content creator. I am? Mm-hmm. Tongma says, nice date. I actually felt like the third wheel and sitting in the back seat. Have, you, have you ever actually been a third wheel on a date? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why were you there? Because you couldn't go out by yourself. And so parents made us go out in twos. You know, like Noah's Ark. threes. Twos and threes and fours. When I was growing up, I couldn't tell my mother at 13 that, hey, mom, I have a boyfriend. Like, it's cute when you're five. What about 14? <laughs> That's what I mean. So it's cute when you're like five, right? You go to a nursery school and you have a boyfriend. But when you're like 12, like that early puberty, yeah. I didn't tell my mother, hey, mom, I have a boyfriend. And as a result, like I'd say. She'd be like, oh, hell no, you don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> or what? <laughs> what I mean is like, so uh, my friend would say, I'm going to the movies with Lucy, but really it's like Lucy and her boyfriend. I see. And then that's how you become so then the you were third, third. Third wheeling. Yeah, very easily. That must have been awkward. Did Was it? Kiss, I didn't. Did they kiss in front of you? No. Robert Boshaw says, uh, "This is an excellent idea, Boosie and Andrew. This video tells the interaction between you is inspiring." What does it inspire you to do? Drink Pedialyte slowly. <laughs> Thank you. Well, whose comment was that? That was Robert Boshaw. Thank you, Robert. Uh, Warren Bluffett has interesting thoughts. He says, this is the second year I've decided to skip the, the WSOP. My bankroll has never been healthier. Uh, almost went to play the Big 50. Felt like I should have been part of it. Decided not to re when remembering the feeling of getting one-outed for a massive pot in the Colossus, uh, etc. And he says, grinding cash knowing there's better games in L.A., you can keep the WSOP. We're very spoiled here in California. Awesome cash games. There's always some kind of tourney, good tourney going. Love this channel. Your hair looks great, Miss Angry Woman. LOL. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think that's a pretty interesting um, thought is skipping the WSOP. Um, have you ever had that thought? I had. Uh, I. <laughs> yes, that was Boosie's idea. Um, and <laughs> because assumedly all the professionals in the world are he are in las vegas for the wsop so maybe the cash games elsewhere are quite good maybe warren bluffett says that is true in, in california LA. california um but also it's also i'm only getting second second hand info yeah you know what i mean like yeah. i could be having a great series who knows yeah i mean i think that the tournaments probably are great uh, it seems to me that the cash games, the no limit cash games thus far have not been that good. What does that mean? Like too many professionals, mm -hmm. not enough wrecks. Yeah. Not enough, uh, not enough wrecks, wrecks, not enough action in the, P in the uh, no limit games. seems like the PLO from what I'm hearing, there's a lot of action to be found in those games. Mm. So I think once we're back in Vegas that I'm going to focus on tournaments, I'm going to check out the PLO less no limit hold them sounds like a plan or i'll just go to la mm. okay sounds good okay um we will be back in vegas and we'll see you there so thank you for listening and if you're watching thank you for watching mm -hmm. uh tells on the couch yeah should, is that what we should name it tells on the couch no because we're not on a couch we're on chairs <laughs> tells on chairs uh leave us a comment down below if you're watching on youtube um subscribe that'd be awesome send us some questions and 
as Joshua said, I will put the email address in the show notes. Okay. Leave us a comment somewhere. Subscribe somewhere. <laughs> Click thumbs up somewhere. Thanks. You think you're so clever. No. <laughs> okay. Bye.